Toxic family energy has become a major topic of discussion on most social media platforms. Family therapists, life coaches, spiritual coaches, and folks who've just lived the life alike are putting the tea out for us to sip, and we can't get enough. Our questions of where did all of this anxiety, depression, and etc. come from are being answered. We've stopped listening to our friends, gone inside of our shadows, and begun a search for more truth. We are finding out that all of our issues are not our own. They were brought on and taught on at an early age, and we've become so oblivious to it, we call it normal. So as a result, we are fighting for our babies to come, and we are starting new ideas, new traditions, and new ways of life that introduce a new degree of love that may seem taboo. The future of family love is changing from conditional to unconditional, with no room for discussion. So I hope you made the list. Stay tuned as we talk about Little Nas X and Dead Right Now. Yes, sirs. Yes, ma'ams. We are back at it again with the third episode here at I Must Music. I am your girl, L-I-L-L, and I'm so excited that you are here to talk about this topic with me today, folks. Toxic family energy. Yes, that's what we're doing today. And what better way What better way than to do that with Lil Nas X and his jam, Dead Right Now. I told y'all I was going to bring y'all lots of randomosity, so anything, if y'all hear it on the radio, okay, cool, but I'm bringing y'all stuff deep in the albums, okay? So let's just make a round of applause happen for Lil Nas X and the Montero album itself. It is absolute perfection. There is lots of storytelling, truth telling, lots of passion, emotional vulnerability. Like, I just want to hug him and tell him that he's got family. He's got love. He's got support. And like, he's just got peace. You feel me? So why do I want to give him all that? He is out here saying some of the stuff that we're just too damn scared to do. He's doing some of the stuff that we're too scared to do. Like, I am all the way here for Lil Nas X. And I honestly do not have a favorite from this album because it's so lit. Like, every song has a message. Every song is has a banging-ass beat. Every song is like, let me run that back. Like... I'm all the way here for it. But this particular episode is all about dead right now because it stuck to me in my heart first. Hit me hard. So I had to pay it some attention. Of course, you know how I get down. I had to sit with it. I had to meditate with it. I had to binge listen. had to feel it for myself. Um, Some emotional traumas came up for me dealing with my own family and and the toxic energies that are between me and my immediate family, my personal immediate family, not like my kids and my husband, but like my mom, my dad, my brother, right? So before we get jumping into the situation, let's talk about the vibe of the song for a second, right? Like the beat is like very eerie. Uh, The melody is like minor keyed. It's dark. Okay. So it's a good way to set up the intention for let's air out the dirty laundry. We about to get into some shit. All right, yeah, I I live for the eeriness and the darkness of the song because I live for rap that tells a story all day. 
Um, but the drums, the 808, like the snare, all of that was subtle. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't too much of just, it wasn't a whole lot that would take away from that dark eerie moment because it's all about being in the vibe overall. So, um, the biggest beat drop was when he says, I treat you like you're dead right now. Like that is where the most intensity was supposed to be built. So that's where the biggest beat drop is. But overall, the great, it was great audio environment, right? The meaningful lyrics, it was perfect. Good job, Little Nas X and your team of people who made this song. Okay. But this song is airing out his mother and father. Like, legit. I think that maybe there may be a grand gesture of some other people that may have been toxic to him. But in all actuality, this song has his mom and dad dead in the crosshairs. Okay? Dead in the crosshairs. I mean, he just comes out the gate with breaker, breaker, 911, somebody come get this bitch. Like, whoa, fresh out the gate. We talking about mom. <laughs> and then here comes dad. You can let me find a little nigga on the side, a little nigga, a couple thousand to fix my whip. Like, what? Dad, this is about to get good. So I'm excited to get into this. We are going to start off with dad. And then we're going to move into mama. And then we're going to figure out how we can fix this situation all together. Okay. So that's what we get into. Let's get into dad. So this is like a classic story of mom and dad are definitely toxic for each other. They get together and they are toxic in a relationship together And then after adding children to the situation, the babies are getting the short end of the stick because the parents are just not in tune with themselves to have made a better life for the children, okay? So, like, dad is clearly not emotionally available for little Nas X and his siblings or sibling. We only mention a sister, so I don't know how many siblings he has. Anyway, dad's not there. He is not around. He's not, he may have been partially around, but there wasn't enough of a backbone for little Nas to believe in his own dreams. Like, if your dad doesn't believe in your shit, then how am I gonna, if my dad doesn't believe in my shit, then how am I gonna believe in my shit? Like, Dad had definitely his own demons that he was dealing with, what with the stress of having a family, dealing with maybe not having enough love in his relationship, enough intimacy in the relationship, work, actual life, adulting, um, his own past traumas before, you know, mom and little Nas came along. Like, he had his own stuff that he was working on, so he had to do the most masculine thing he could do, which might have been run away, not fight for self-respect, not fight for the children and the sake of the sa- the balance in the home, the peace in the home. And I mean masculine by spiritually, not biologically, okay? And we talked about this in my last episode, Masculine Feminine Energies. If you have not listened to that, go listen to A Call from Nature, A Call to Nature, um, and definitely get up to date on what I mean by spiritually masculine. Anyway, 
Um, he didn't have that, oh, his own motivation to like just stay and fight for, for the family, right? So, in my own experience, I have had this type of situation go down for me. And it was me that did the running away, right? I was in this very bad relationship, toxic relationship for 14 years, right? And I finally got the courage to leave this marriage, but I did it in a very masculine way. Like, I left my children behind. I thought that I was leaving them in a stable environment. I was not in a place where I could financially take care of myself and my children. I just knew that I needed to leave this situation with my ex-husband. So I knew that my ex-husband had the funds, had the means, had the home, had the everything where my children wouldn't be uprooted and pretty much asking me what the hell's going on, mom. So I left. I left them thinking that I left them in a safe place. And... I left them for about a good year, max, and it was a hard year, but I did keep up with my children. That is where I say keeping the balance. Now, I'm not saying that dad needed to stay in this unhealthy fucking relationship with mom. No, that's not good for him. That's not good for his mental. That's not good for his physical. What I'm saying is, even if he removed himself from the family or from mom and her bullshit, okay, or the home and the bullshit, at least he could have kept a positive and sustainable relationship with the children. Right? That's what I mean. So while I was gone away from my kids for a year, I did. I kept up with my kids. They visited me. I visited them. I called them all the time. I knew what was going on in school. I knew um, what was going on with their friends. I knew who their friends were. I knew where they were. They kept, they wanted to talk to me. They, I wanted to talk to them and we kept that communication open. But I knew I needed my life to be ex-husband free. All right. So I did what I needed to do. But eventually I got my mental shit together. I miss, missed my kids like way too much. And I wanted them to be with me, right? So I got it together. And I lost that year of my life with my kids. But I find, that gave me the motivation to finalize my damn divorce, get my children legally on paper, get my babies And then I decided to heal my own traumas and my own issues on my own so that I can help them identify and heal their traumas with them, right? And we've been healing together ever since. And that's the sitch. Like all that um, Lil Nas wanted his dad to do was just be there. Listen, hear him out. Okay, you may not be down for my dream, but at least just be down for me enough and believe in me enough to know that I can do it. Because that stuff does light a fire under you. When your mom and dad believe in you, when you got whoever your guardian is, okay, whoever raised you, when you got somebody that is holding you down like that, they are being your backbone, that support, that everything you need, you have all of the fire under you to make that happen, whatever that is. You have all of the motivation and all of that that you need to make it go down, 
because my dad believes in me. In this case, for Lil Nas, my dad believes in me. He said I can, so damn it, I'm going to show him. Why? He already says. You know? My dad says it's a one in a million, one in a million chance, and I told him, Daddy, I'm that one. I am the one that can do it. I'm that one in a million. Okay? So that is the issue with dad. Dad just was not simply being the best version of support for a man in his life that he could possibly be. But dad, to come through after he ain't been around, right? And look at little Nas X and say, let me hold some. Is fucking beyond me. The way parents feel that we as their children owe them our lives is fucking laughable. Like, owing them anything is absolutely asinine. Now, I understand that quite a lot has to change when babies arrive. We have to uproot our lives. We have to change our schedules and our routines. Like, we do. But what we forget is that babies didn't ask to be here. They did not ask for your rich life. They didn't ask for your blue-collar life. They didn't ask for your red state life. They didn't ask for your hetero life, your Christian life, your religious life. They didn't ask for your cult life. They didn't ask for any of this shit. Okay? So to expect the fact that after you spent 18 years raising these children, it don't mean that they owe you their arms and legs. No, it should be a willingness, an act of gratitude to give back. Not an obligation, not an expectation. And then Nas X is like, but you know... I don't have that kind of money. I don't have the money to give you to help you fix your car or help you pay your rent. I don't have, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Now dad is telling him that he ain't shit. You ain't a real celebrity. You a nobody. You a fraud. You a fraud just to feed my league. Like, what? Now I'm not real because I'm not giving you what you really want. Now I'm not all I'm cracked up to be. You don't know how to hold me down because I'm not holding you down. That's absolute asinine ridiculousness. I am sorry you had to go through that, Nas. Like, I am so sorry that you had to deal with that type of ridiculousness coming from the male perspective in your, in your life. But it's definitely time to get up in mom's ass. All right, let's talk about mom. Okay. The way Nas X talked of his mother didn't just hit close to home, my dude. This was dead center, knocking on the front door, honey. Okay? Mom definitely made herself, like, the child again in this situation. Like, with her intoxicativeness. <laughs> definitely put herself in the damsel in distress I need someone to save me acting like a traumatized two-year-old and made Nas her savior. <laughs> okay, his mom was definitely in the narcissistic mentality. Like, you owe me your life because you took mine type moment. 
Mom, unfortunately, doesn't love herself, so how the hell is she going to support and love the hell out of her kids and her family? Right? But let's take a moment. Let's look at narcissism. Narcissism is a personality disorder and where a person has an inflated sense of self-importance. Yeah, all about them. And they will manipulate and will control anybody and anything and every situation in order to achieve their sense of happiness, their own sense of gratitude, their own sense of like achievement, which is their own personal happiness if they are satisfied. And they will do this even if it's at the cost of a loved one. When a narcissist feels unsatisfied, insecure, they feel low or unloved, they look to a weak source to recharge. Okay, so right now they are feeling insecure and they're looking for another insecure person who feels the need or the desire to be needed and they prey on them. And that's because they do not have the ability to do this recharge on their own. They look for that weaker party to do it, right? And it's a perfect combination. They call on somebody they know who will jump at every call. Someone who will hype them up with compliments and never question their agendas. They have someone who's like oblivious to the agenda. Someone who's going to take the punches and keep loyal. But they hardly ever give anything in return, people. Ever. They aren't in the they aren't in the art of giving. They're only down to take what they believe they are owed or what they need. Right now, I have a mission to be filled and validated. So that is all you're doing for me. And once you've done that, I am done with you. You can move on. And the sad part about it is is we on the receiving end of this narcissism can't recognize when we're being used because we just want to feel just as validated okay we want to know that we someone called on us when they needed us and we were there for them so with this disorder we don't know that this has even happened and what's sad is that the people with the narcissistic disorder don't even know that they have it or what it is or how to get through it. It's really sad. So we take the bullets on the receiving end because the narcissist has given us just enough to gas us up to make us feel like they need us or that we're important. Hence the term gaslighting, folks. Mama told me she was going to stop fucking around with that nigga. Told me she was clean, but I'm knowing that I ass a deceiver. My mama told me that she loved me, don't believe her. When, get, when she get drunk, she hit me up mad with a feeble like, whoa. Right? So she's telling him, I'm not going to do this anymore, Nas. I promise you can trust me. I'm not going to mess around with this guy anymore, that guy anymore. I'm not going to do these drugs anymore. I'm not going to do it. But he knows that she full of shit. He knows that it's not real. But they know how to make it feel like it's just us and them and that we are all that matters. And in this case, Nas talks about the disorder and how it would show up when his mom would be intoxicated. Right? I mean, like, I'm sure that in when she was sober, like, she was a tolerable person. I really do think that he could have some good times with his mother, you know, when she was sober and not under the influence. But... 
Because our own demons and shadows and evils and the blacks had not been dealt with, with her, with her own issues, like because her own issues weren't dealt with appropriately, she drowned her sorrows into like a numbing effect that robbed her of any real affection towards others and sadly herself. And so, as we know, these types of intoxicators bring out the truth in the subconscious mind. You know what I'm saying? My own mom was like this. She lived a childhood where she had to share a small home with 10 others and didn't get much attention from her own mom, right? And her father died when he was young, when she was young. So her dad was like her safety net because the relationship with her mom was not the best. And when he died, she did all she could to try to get that same piece of safety net from her mom. But according to the story, my grandma was really not here for that. So... I think that a lot of that could be because my grandma had 10 fucking kids. I think that she was trying to hustle life. She found out about a lot of low down dirty secrets with my grandpa. Like she had things going on, a lot to balance. So getting that one-on-one attention from uh, my grandmother at the time, my mom learned that she is going to have to manipulate a situation to make the mo- make my mo- her her mother happy in order to get what she needs as far as that support that attention that security in return right so now because of that lack of attention that she didn't get as a child my mom did and still does everything she can to prove herself and like every situation she can Now, my mother isn't on any, like, drugs or anything like that, but the rush of receiving that validity from an outside source is definitely her drug of choice. She was the first lady in church, the genius with numbers, she has beauty, she's got hella personality, and she's got all the things she will need to win over any situation. She can cash out and make anything you need happen. All right, because she knows how to strategize and how to make every problem vanish so she can shine and be the hero, though. That's the portion. They want to be the hero. They want to be seen as how can she do it? How do they do it all? We need you. That's what makes them feel awesome. Right. But she seemed amazing in public. She seemed so awesome in public. But in private, it's a whole nother story. People in public would fall all over her and take her away. They want her, they want moments with her. She's my mom. She's my, like my auntie. She's like a sister to me. Like all of that in public. And they think that she was this, this amazing person. And my mom does have amazing qualities, but in private, I'm trying to tell you, it is ridiculous. If you are a person who deals with a narcissist, know that it's a personality disorder that they developed from their childhood and that it's their actions that are a coping mechanism. It's not just the drugs or the alcohol. Like the drugs and the alcohol are enhancers. They live every day Okay, like this. They live every day in the shadows, in their own insecurities, looking for the exact same thing uh, when we were kids. They're still a little child inside of that 
person that's looking for that security, that stability, that mom, that dad, that somebody that makes them feel safe, right? Drugs and alcohol only bring out the nastiness of all of that insecurity. And so I'm quite sure that Nas experienced a lot of this humiliation with his mom in public, yeah, but the worst of it was in private, all right? That's where the big guns are. Like, after he says that his mom gave him all those empty promises about not being with this other guy before or she was going to be clean and not take drugs anymore, you know, after she has her relapse, she says, you ain't even all that pretty. You ain't even all that nigga. You ain't helping out with me. God won't forget you. What? That hurt hard. Oh my gosh, that hurt so hard. I'm gonna give y'all a for instance. So I'm about, I don't really remember how much, how old I was. I want to say I was like 10 or 11. You know what I mean? And so my birthday is definitely around Mother's Day. And every so often it falls on Mother's Day. Okay. So in this particular day, we're getting ready for church. Everything is Gucci. I'm excited. Like it's my birthday. We're going to go have church and we're going to come back and we're going to celebrate this Mother's Day slash my birthday moment is going to go down. So after church, we, I'm sure as a child, a, you know, excited child, I did a lot of mom, what are we doing for my birthday? Mom, what are we doing for my birthday? Mom, what are we doing for my birthday? Because at church, it's all geared toward moms. Like you got a whole, we have a flower ceremony. There's a gift giving moment. There's um, a section in this program where you can stand up and say a few nice words to your mom. Like it's a whole shindig for fucking moms. So I'm like holding tight. So anyway, we get home and I finally, again, we are in private. In public, this was a different situation. She was all over the place and she was the mom of the quarter. All right. But we get home. And I asked my mom, all right, we are here. What are we doing? How are we sharing this day? What are we doing for my birthday? Real shit. My mom looks at me in my eyes. I will not forget this day. She looks at me and she says, this day is not about you. Stop asking me about your birthday. It is not happening. It is Mother's Day. So my fucking heart sank for little Nas when I heard this portion of the song and that particular lyric because I know how crushed you were. I know how bad you felt. But I am so glad that you are here to put out these lyrics and to let us know that we are not alone. Okay? We are not by ourselves and you are putting it out there that we can move forward without having that toxicity around us. We can now cut cords and release the energy that blocks us and keeps us from where we actually belong and thriving as individual human beings. So I am sorry that your mom was like that, dude, but I get it. And I am thankful that you've put this out here for other people to recognize, oh my fuck, my mom is like this too. And if little Nas can live his life without that kind of crap around him, then so can I. Again, like in the preview in the beginning, 
Hope you made the motherfucking list. So how do we make this all better, right? How do we go on after we've decided to cut the cords or we're doing our research and we're getting stronger, we're getting better? How do we, how do we move forward? Dude, we have the power. Know that we have the power to create our own lives regardless of who we are related to and how old we are. Okay, so if you're 40 and you're just now realizing that, damn, my family is really not good for me and I'm changing and I want better. I deserve better. It's okay. It's fine. If you are 17, okay, this is not working out for me. It's okay to live your own life by your own rules and your own beliefs and your own experiences. Some say we're here to create our own families, and I agree to that. I agree with that to some extent. Though I may not be in personal contact with my family, I do live for those families that do do that do things that turn this situation around and they begin to rebuild their family. Like that's how general generational curses are broken, dude. Like there truly is nothing like being at home with your family. But on the other hand, some folks just don't get that kind of return. So this is where Nas means dead right now. There is no hope for change in his family. He has made every attempt to try to make and be that change in his family, but there's no hope. There's no way to do it. So he had to make a decision for his own mental and physical health. He decided that the cycle stops with him. He's not doing this. He's not living this way anymore. And if he ever does have children, he won't be raising them like that. So he's bringing a new type of awareness and love to future generations to come. Which is why we have this amazing new album, Montero. And I'm telling you, I am making a fucking episode on this whole album. Like, it's happening because it's just amazing. Like, why should we not talk about it? But it is a hard pill to swallow to let family go or to let anyone that you've been around or call family go. It's hard, especially if they're still alive. But you're brave. Okay, you're capable to do the work that it takes for your own healing because you're worth it. You are worth the time it takes. You are worth that type of love. You deserve that type of love. You deserve that type of support. You don't deserve to be in a pool, a cesspool of just black negativity and bleh. You don't deserve that. The research that we're doing to take on our own self-responsibility and change those ways and call out our folks on their bullshit and put forth new intentions is out there. All you have to do is go and find it. Say you're going to do it and do it. But our children shouldn't have to suffer for what happened to, uh, to, to us prior. Prior to their fucking existence, prior to them coming, it, they shouldn't have to be paying for that. Because they come here with no choice but unconditional trust and love. Right? And we should be giving that back to them. Regardless of them being a choice or not.
So that's going to be our episode, everybody. Again, remember, you have the power, the bravery, the capability, the absolute gall to do everything it is in your power to heal yourself. And that does mean removing people that do not serve you, and that could be family. We got to talk about it here at I Must Music. The hard shit, the good shit, all of it. It's hard, but you have to do it if you want change, if you want prosperity, if you want stability, if you want security, if you want to be rid of the black then you have to take self-responsibility and self-ownership so that you can acknowledge what is mine and what is not mine and give it back to the person that it belongs to so that they can deal deal with their own stuff and heal through their own stuff. Not for you to pay the price. It is not. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode talking about a little Nas. Like I said before, probably this is the third time. I am definitely making an episode about the Montero album. It is a must here on I Must Music. And I am still in the um, works of building my Facebook fan page for I Must Music. It is up and going. So look for I Must Music on Facebook and go add me as a friend so you can keep up with what's going on. I put trailers there. I'm sharing music there. I'm making videos about maybe some lyrics I just heard there. I'm talking. I am interacting. I am doing all the things there on Facebook. So make sure you are paying attention. If you're listening on Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor, wherever you are, make sure you're hitting your bell notifications or notifiers so that you don't miss out. I want to hear from you. Let me know, man. Have you had to have you had to let a family member go? How did you do it? What was the thing? What was the feather that that made it happen? And what songs got you through that point of grief in your life? Hit me up. Let me freaking know. But next week, we are talking about good vibes. I'm bringing you some surfaces. I am bringing you all types of good music that will do nothing but make your insides feel like butter and your outsides flow like water. So come back. Come back to the I Must Music channel the i must music podcast and let's make next week's episode just as much of a banger i love you all i appreciate your support you are wonderful to me again my name is lil l i l l and this has been i must music